Hello, everyone. I am... Oh, I thought you were going to shake my hand. Yeah. We'll do a handshake anyway. So, <laughs> I'm Jamie. This is Ujwal. And we're here for our podcast. Uh, the name of the podcast is Zero Hour Thoughts. And the reason it's Zero Hour Thoughts is like there is no time for our thoughts to come in. So <laughs> Spontaneous. <laughs> Spontaneous. Any time. So, you're, you're lying in bed and you're like, I have a golden idea. I, I sometimes like to keep my notebook by my bed. And then I wake up and I, I write stuff down. Um, but we, both of us, we just have these odd perspectives of life and we sort of bounce off each other. We, yeah, I, I, it's quite magical, our conversations, I think. Hopefully you'll find it like finding that way as well. Yes. That it is magical and worth listening. Well, basically, we are new worlders. So that's the word that I'm coining. Hopefully it will be in Oxford Dictionary one day. Wow. Uh, when you're writing your book, please mention that word. Coin. Uh, yeah. What coined, you know, someone who coined the term. It's like the first time the term was coined. used by someone. C-O-I-N-E. Yeah. I understand yeah. coined. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so he's Brit- British. British. Oh, British. And I'm having to teach him the word. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I know what the m- word coined means. I thought you were saying you made a new word that was different. Oh, yeah. So the new word that I made is worldish. W-O-R-L-D. Not worldish. The worldish. I don't know how to say it. Welders? W-O-R-L-D-E-R-S. Welders. Yeah. So what it means is like uh, the wanderers in the world. So we are the new wanderers in this world. That's beautiful. <laughs> it's very poetic. <laughs> so basically, this podcast is mm, this podcast and the following podcast is uh, about us having conversation on different topics. And today, the topic is what does it mean to be a youth at this day and age? We grew up with computers. We grew up with mobile phones and devices, and I don't see many of us out there representing ourselves and asking tough questions, such as, what does it mean to be a man? So we're going to talk about manhood, and manhood. I suppose that's easy because we we, we claim to be men. <laughs> uh, and, we are men. And that is an umming and ahhing topic. It's like, what, what actually is it, you know, in this day and age to be a man so we're not we're not uh, having this conversation in order to question someone's sexuality or something no. like that we're asking what does it mean to be a man from a perspective of being a man without considering do we have a penis or not mm. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> like uh, for us uh, the f- we know we are men and we want to answer the question like what does it mean to be a man mm. what kind of responsibilities we have and is this generation um not being able to talk about that is like what does it mean to be a man and what are the p- troubles we have what are the problems we have yeah. what do we go through what are the expectations people have mm. from us and how has it been changed so yeah. when i say what does it mean to be a man for me a man is a person who can take responsibility of his or his actions and who can respect the female that he is with uh, who can provide for the female, but not necessarily that it's his duty to provide for the female, but who can take on the responsibility to do that. So it's um, your will. Mm. You could argue this is also what makes a good woman, but we just d- we just have exactly. different responsibilities. Different, different responsibilities, and are we... Uh, so you know when you say, are we man enough to do this and do that? So are we man enough to take the responsibility of being an yeah. actual man? So may that be traditional men, mm. may that be modern men, or may that be mm. the men f- of the future, or may that be ubermens, hopefully not ubermens, but yeah. <laughs> I, I have a question for you at this point. Yeah. Uh, what do you think the rise of people like Andrew Tate is reflecting um, 
about young men? You know, everyone who follows Andrew Tate mm. and everyone who has been following Andrew Tate, who, like, you know, my friends and all that, uh, they don't agree with 100% of things he says. Mm. Yeah, They agree with certain things that he says, like the voice of men, mm. especially the men in pain, right. is not out there. Mm. So when he says that, it is true. You don't see a man saying, oh, yeah, our life is difficult in this way. Our life has been difficult in that way. There is too much pressure on us or there is too much responsibility on us. But yeah. at the same time, as a man, we want to take on as much responsibility as we can. But, yeah, yeah th we need someone to say, yeah, yeah. Th you know what? I know, I know you exist. As a man, you exist mm. out there. I know you have lots of troubles uh, in, in you. I know mm. there is lots of responsibilities on you. Uh, but, yeah, you can do it. You can be successful. Yeah. And these are the things that you can follow in order to be successful. Maybe that will work. Maybe it will not work. So when he talks about that kind of things, he is very relatable. I think that's probably, I would say... And he's funny as well. He is, he is <laughs> funny. But for me, I would say maybe this reflects like 20% of the time. But like 80% of the time. It's him talking about uh, maybe how many cars he has. Yeah. Or so, him uh, smoking cigars, you know, with whiskey and stuff like that. In, in one of the podcasts, uh, Louis Theroux was uh, uh, asked by the podcaster. Is the podcast is called DOAC, The Diary of the CEO. I love that guy. It's great, great and podcast. Great podcast. So in his, he asked, like, what color is your Bugatti? And Andrew uh, and uh, Louis Theroux, he says, I don't care about the Bugatti. I don't even like the Bugatti. That's my opinion. I don't like Bugattis. They don't look... So, a Ferrari car mm. looks way, way, way better than a Bugatti car. <laughs> like a hyper car, even, super car. Even, I would say even a Lotus. Have you seen a Lotus? Oh, Lotus, yes. Yeah, they're that? like oh, low-quality wow. Ferraris made from the UK. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, uh, they, they used to be, but now, yeah, it's questionable. Right. Uh, okay. Um, anyway, going getting back to the... Oh. Uh, and one thing that I would like to quickly mention is like, we tend to go into tangents. So our podcast is not scripted. Our podcast, sometimes we don't even have subtopics that we talk about. It's just us having conversation, and in the future, we'll be able to invite someone so that we can have yeah. conversation with them. Um, maybe it will be some famous person, or maybe it will be an interesting person that we met on the road. Or even, yeah, even a stranger. Like or a stranger. We, we might, you know, for all you know, we could probably set up in a pub or something, you know. Yes, <laughs> yes, Come sit definitely. Down, have oh a yeah. chat with us. That would be my dream, to record a podcast in a pub with all the yeah, people in the background. Yeah, yeah. Let, let us know if you'd like yeah. to see that. Yeah, definitely. Let <laughs> definitely, us know. definitely. Um, you know what? We're talking about uh, manhood and stuff, and this reminded me of our conversation about a week or two ago when you're talking about uh, when you made dinner for your family. Mm. Uh, I'm not a very good cook, and mm. I, I'm your Nepalese. Nepalese food tastes a lot better than English food. <laughs> uh, I need to take cooking lessons from you first of all, but that's that's my problem. That's a very big praise for me. Uh, <laughs> I'm not the best cook that I know. <laughs> but what does it what does it mean food? what does it mean as a Nepalese man to cook for the family? Um, it it gives me the sense that uh, I'm doing something good for everybody. Like uh, the food that I'm preparing will be eaten by everyone in the family and they might enjoy it. And when they enjoy it, it gives me the sense of satisfaction that, oh yeah, I did that. Mm. So uh, so I grew up in a single parent home. Uh, I grew up with my mom. And so I was always the man of the fam family as I was the only man in the family. And I had lots of responsibilities. The, the first time I remember, like in Nepal, we have these like gas cylinders that we have to go and buy. The gas doesn't come in a pipe. So uh, I was around 13 year old. My mom gave me the money and she said, go and find where you can buy it from. So it took me whole half of the day 
to find the place where I could get the cylinder from. Mm. Uh, and then I came back home and I, I argued with my mom. It's like, you knew where it was. Why couldn't you tell me? Like, you know, why couldn't you tell me to just uh, go and get from that place? Why did you make me make me like look for it? And mm. she said, how many other things that you saw when you go to look for it? Did you see a tailor? And I was like, yes, I did. So next time when you have to get your clothes mended, do you know where to go? Yes, I do. Wow. Did you did you see a vegetable seller? I was like, yes, you I saw the whole. Uh, yeah, I, I saw the whole market, and she was like, next time when you have to buy some vegetables, you know where to get it from. Yeah. And did you talk with people in the in the cylinder shop? I was like, yes. And she's like, whenever there is a shortage, there is a chance that you will get a priority because you are a chatty person, right. <laughs> and you are you will be friends of them. And I was mm -hmm. like, so yeah, my mum was trying to make me independent. Your mum's a clever... I'd like to meet your mum. She seems like a very strong <laughs> strong mum. Oh, I call yeah. her my iron lady. Iron lady. Iron lady. <laughs> uh, one day we'll talk about that. I'll one day, maybe. Yeah. It's a very personal thing for me. Mm. I'll need to get permission from my mum. I'd love yeah. to have her in podcast because there are some questions that I want to ask my mum that I've never been able to ask. And yeah. she, she is very loving mum. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it could be... It, it might be difficult to see the love, but the love is always there. Mm. and because she had to be a father and a mother at the same time mm. i can understand why yeah. that could be difficult for her yeah. so yeah that made that also made me realize what kind of man i should be mm. so like uh, so uh, uh, what kind of relationship a man should have with the women a man should have with every woman out there not only with your partner not only with your daughter it's mm. like uh, the level of respect is like um, i could never talk anything bad about every other woman that i've been with I can't do that because mm. uh, the reason I was with them was because I was in s in some way I was in love with them. Yeah. Yeah. And they m they they were there with me when there was nobody else. Mm. So uh, they were the people, or she was the person that I would go and talk with, mm. um, talk with on any topic. Yeah. And like she would be like, and I w and I would be listened without any judgments. Yeah. There would be no judgments from yeah. her side and so so even though whatever like whatever has has happened like a breakup and all that and the fights and all those things i can never ever disrespect a woman mm. I, I cannot do that yeah and it's it's a valuable lesson i learned from my mom because i yeah. know how difficult it can be like there were times when mom my mom couldn't openly say that i was her son because people would judge her differently wow and at the time uh, yeah, it difficult life, mm. difficult life. So, but uh, oh, uh, <laughs> she yeah, taught me how to be a man. A mum taught me how to be a uh, man. And uh, I know people are out there who say, okay, um, um, a boy or a girl in mm. order to uh, grow up and grow up in a in a nice family needs both mum and dad. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I hundred percent agree with that. Uh, I know how difficult it can be for a single parent kid mm. or like mm. single parent household to you know, have like, um, but not going to drug addiction or something like that yeah. because it's so easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so mm. uh, yeah, I think it's through these struggles I learn how to be a man. And my point of view about what does it mean to be a man is uh, not being afraid to struggle. Mm. I, would, I would also say something I've taken from that that you can share with everyone else is the importance of loving your mum. <laughs> and that is actually what makes a strong man is, is someone yeah. who, who can listen to their mum, look after their mum. Um, but um, well, some, something else that I'm thinking is that it's not cool to do those things. Mm, um, yeah. It's not considered, for the young people especially, it's not something that's glorified like 
taking care of your family is not glorified. It's also not glorified to work every day and then just to come home and have a quiet evening. Like, uh, I had a friend who was quite close to me. Uh, well, he's still quite close to me, but um, he spent most of his teenage years selling drugs, taking drugs, getting in trouble, uh, nearly got to pr- went to prison because uh, he had a samurai sword in his car oh, wow. that he was, he was trying to sell to someone. <laughs> um, a Japanese fan. Well, actually, just a, just a knife fan, I think. Oh, okay. Um, not very reputable, but he's somewhat turned himself around. And um, I feel bad for doing this, but I actually took a bit of a distance with him because he was damaging himself. And no matter what I said, he, he thought it was it was cool to do this thing. This is how he felt it was supposed to be as a man. And um, I'm happy to say that in like the last year, he's had a full-time job as an electrician. Wow. And um, yeah, he's, he's getting better cars all the time. And... He, he still has his interest in things like cars and whatever, but he's just he just seems more wholesome, I would say. He's not getting himself into that unnecessary trouble. Yeah, I mean, life is difficult for all of us mm. because we don't know what we're supposed to do. Mm. No one, it doesn't matter how many books you read, it doesn't matter how many philosophers you follow, you will never learn how to live your life. Mm. Like, uh, Nietzsche even said that, like, I'm not the best person you should listen to or you should read it to, when you want to learn how you should live your life. I'm not, th- he, he says that mm. I'm not the best person yeah. because those are his opinions. Yeah, that's very true. So p- if I'm basing my life on someone else's opinion, so how do I know who I am? What's mm. my identity? Yeah. Like wh- who am I supposed to be? Because ever since we were born, we're influenced by something. Like I go to this school, uh, I learn how to write alphabet in the way that my teacher teaches. I go home and my mum or l- our parents would write the same alphabet in a different way and we say, oh, that's wrong. You know, yeah. that's how we're shaped. Yeah. That's how we're shaped ever since we were kids. And then we see people fighting in our society and mm. we see a group of uh, people who are op- opposite of them. They mm. don't talk with them. And we learn that, oh, yeah, so when you have fight with someone, you don't go and talk with them. Mm. When you don't argue, uh, when you ar- have argument with someone, you don't mm. go and try to make it, uh, like, yeah. you know, settle it. You don't go and talk with I, them. I think and we, we really need to improve our community. I know that Nepali has a strong sense of community, but which is beautiful. But I think everywhere in the world also has this, like, class issue mm. where some people want to put themselves above people and some people want to put themselves <laughs> below people. And I think what we need is a bit of gratitude, really. Mm. Because I was walking past the Binman earlier, mm. like, 30 minutes ago. Well, not 30 minutes ago, but on my walk over here. And I thought, like, you know, hats off to them. Like, we really need to congratulate them. Because every day they get up, they move crap. <laughs> they they mm-hmm. move it, and they take it to the incinerator, and it gets burned. But they do that every day. And it's like, we really need to respect them for doing that. You know? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've done l- weird kinds of jobs mm. in the hospital. And, like, I've seen people die in front of me. Wow. I've seen people's... Uh, like, I've seen people in the kind of diseases that I would never have believed that those kind of diseases exist as well. Mm. But at the same time, they are also people and they live the kind of l- like a normal, like, you know, what is deemed to be a normal life. Mm. Like they had, they got married, they uh, grew up with their family, they got married, they had a family, and now their family doesn't even come and visit them regularly. Mm. So that's the kind of world we're living in, like where we are expected to be independent, but also individual. Like. We are expected to be by ourselves, mm. like you know, uh, like for us, especially for like at, th- at this day and age, for our generation, our generation doesn't look for a white collar job, blue collar job, or like any s- of sorts, any that sorts of things. Mm. Like we are basically okay, what I can do by myself, 
Mm. Like, you know, uh, this uh, sense of we want to be an entrepreneur has been put into all of us. Mm. It's like, okay, I want to do something on my own. I don't want to work for anybody. I want to be the yeah. boss of myself, you know. This, this idea has been ingrained in all of us. Well, I think this this idea um, I was reading in the news, which was that they're banning specific websites because there's there's many young children who are causing inflation because they're taking on entrepreneurial <laughs> jobs online and they're bringing money into the UK. Mm. Uh, I think some of them are bringing about a million pound per month. Wow. But it's from like entrepreneurial ideas. Yeah. But the government so don't like it because the government are losing so much control. So these some of these websites are being banned because so young people take advantage of it. But But the whole world is pushing us to be individualistic mm. entrepreneuristic mm. the whole world like every oh my daily routine video that you watch on youtube mm. is the, the the message behind it is like okay you can be as successful as me if you follow these these things yeah i know it's not correct like 100 percent of the time it won't work because everybody has different way of living their life yeah. different way of doing things that they're good at doing mm. and no one becomes successful in the first try but you we might get inspiration from it i suppose i mean uh, yeah to you do, uh, you can get inspiration from anything you don't yeah. necessarily need to watch a successful man waking up at nine o'clock going to the gym doing a meditation going a to the sauna going to the sauna coming back reading a list of things that he or she needs to do which is like two things in the uh, in the whiteboard mm. and like uh, and record a video and go back to the uh, gym again and then yeah. sleep and it's like okay so where like okay oh, how am i supposed to do that again yeah. like okay i need to have a million followers in order to be at yeah. that place <laughs> I suppose, uh, to answer your question yeah. what did it, uh, what if it is a monk it's like okay you're a monk uh, i don't think being a monk is very easy the first thing is celibacy <laughs> yeah. that, like are yeah. you willing to not have sex in your life and be a monk and dedicate yourself to a god which might not even exist so Yes. If my life goes that bad, maybe I could do it, I think. I mean, of course. Uh, one benefit for you to be a monk is that you can go to India or Thailand and be a monk there, and people will listen to you because your accent will be a bit different. <laughs> That's silly. That is silly. <laughs> maybe, uh -huh. I don't know about Thailand. I mean, Thailand... Buddhist they're, they're monk. Not you very can be Buddhist monk. Not, they don't they? have much Western influence, Thailand, right? Their whole economy is based on tourism. Like the most but they never had a government takeover that was European. Well, so. but uh, it is not necessary for the European takeover mm. in the government to happen mm. to see the... So would you say in Nepal there is Western influence? I suppose so. Like uh, we watch English movies, we listen to English, yeah, Hollywood or Bollywood yeah, or European so. dramas or the movies or the music. Everyone in and, the world. And, and we wear jeans and we wear t-shirts, we yeah. didn't wear our traditional clothes. So yeah, the influence is everywhere. Yeah. But Nepal was never ruled by our English uh, I, I or think, Western I think that's, government. that's what's called uh, soft power. And, and that's actually what the Chinese government have openly stated that they envy about America. So the Chinese government are coming for soft power they hope in the future that their TV shows will be as popular, if not more popular, than Americans. They I think can, the difference is, be. I think the difference is, is that it was actually accidental for Americans. Like I don't think it was government uh, initiated. I, thi I think it's the language, because English, like you know, we just read in a book about mm. the North Korea, like how yeah, that was their the uh, North Korean uh, phrase. Uh, yes. Oh, shall I get the book? Uh, yes, I'll, you. I'll show you the phrase because this this is a bit of a tangent. And so then the book as well. So our this audience is, this is a bit of a tangent. I picked this up in the library. It's called Made in Joseon, North Korea. Uh, graphics from Everyday Life. I can read. 
Joseph, I can read Korean. Just a <laughs> humble brag. Humble brag. Humble brag. Um, if there is such thing. This is a bit of a tangent. It's tangent within a tangent. So I suppose this branches into the topic of censorship. Uh, yeah, but we'll talk about that later. Uh-huh. Uh, after this, we're going to talk about other topics, maybe. Oh, man, I wish I could remember what... Yeah, it's there. That's the one. Oh, that's an interesting one. That's a different one. That's talking about the Americans, which is somewhat relevant, too. Mm, okay, let's not hang. There you go. Foreign language is a weapon. Foreign for language is a weapon for the life and struggle. Yes. Well, so, well... English mm. is one of a very, very diverse language, isn't it? Y- yes. Well, English is spoken in many... Uh, in, in countries which are located in different regions of the world, like uh, UK in Europe, Amer- America in North America, obviously, and then Australia within the South of Asia. So basically, uh, the world is kind of surrounded by English-speaking countries, in a sense. And uh, the influence of America, of, of course, uh, after the World War Two, America became the most developed country in the mm. world with the highest, uh, the largest economy, and era, era, era. And then everyone started looking after, looking up to the Americans. Mm. Like, okay, we need to trade with them, and what language? Uh, what is the language spoken in the trading? And it's the English. Mm. So that's how English became mm. very widespread. And also the British colonial colonialism. Right, right. So that yeah. also made English yeah. very famous. And w- then when the dramas and the movies started coming up uh, in English, then mm. people started watching. And they were one of the first pioneers to make uh, movies on different topics yeah. using different technologies. Well, so I of course we we're sorry to interrupt, but I think it's also both cultures collided. There was something called the transatlantic accent. So oh, yeah. a lot of Disney movies in the 1950s would improvise, do an accent between American and British. Yeah, well, apparently it exists somewhere in the ocean in Atlantic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how is that possible. Okay, yeah. to get back to the topic, uh, I think we should talk more about individualism. Like how our... Uh, do you think we are more individualistic than our uh, the generation before us? Okay, well, if, if we take this really right back to the start of the conversation, if we talk about the youth... Are the are the youth more individualistic now? Yeah, I would say, no. From your from your perspective, because you are a youth. Okay, I'm I'm a youth. Do I feel more individualistic than say my my mum and dad or my grandparents? That's hard to say because being individual is something very personal, isn't it? Like I'm never going to truly understand how my granddad was an individual in the past. But you can understand. Well, okay, so. The best way to answer this would be looking at the people we are growing up with, mm. like our friends and families and us as well. Uh, the kind of responsibilities they say we have, like our, our parents say what kind of responsibilities we have and the kind of responsibilities we are supposed to have, mm. kind of things we are supposed to achieve, mm. uh, the success we are supposed to ach- achieve on our own, like mm. be an entrepreneur on our own. Yeah. But everything is controlled by someone else. Like you go to a school controlled by someone else. Yeah. You g- learn things that m- might not be necessary. Mm. Like for a English, li- uh, f- for a linguistic person who want to pursue a career in English literature, there is no reason to uh, study mathematics until they are in grade twelve or A levels. Yeah. But you are kind of forced to do that. Maybe not in UK, but in most of the countries, the curriculum does work in that way. So yeah, we mm. are w- we are taught how to, we are never taught how to work with people, but we are Mm. taught uh, to work with people, Mm. but not, so, okay, Um, let me rephrase that. 
So we are taught to go out in the world and work for a company or work for like yeah. a, like work in the society. But we are never taught how to work with the people in the society. Mm. Like you know, working working with people is a module in most of the universities for the first year students. Mm. The module name is working with people. Like we are having to learn how to work with people at the university. Yeah. How how weird is that? That is odd. Like that is uh, should it not be the case that we as a human beings we inherently know how to work with other people? You like think so? Maybe if, maybe if the, the society is too much attention on it. Maybe the problem is that we're focused on the problem. Like or, or maybe the problem is that the community just doesn't exist anymore in most of the mm. countries. There is no sense of community. Or maybe there is sense we're of individualism. We're bouncing loads of questions off, but or maybe the community's got to a point where it's so big that it's impossible for us to reach well, every corner. You can always make a community that uh, that comprises of five houses. It doesn't have to. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter w whether you are in London or mm. where you are in whether you are in some remote place in Wales. Mm. You can always have a community. So what unless you you have like a one house which is surrounded by miles so and miles. So of what is this then? Nothing. Shared shared values, I would say. Um, uh, what I would say is like, okay, what do we learn from these days? We learn from our parents' accents and we learn from YouTube. Whatever we see in the YouTube is the reality. They never the had YouTube, though. Let's not forget. No, they didn't have, but we have. Yeah. So, and now when we're talking about us, the how individualistic... Like, you know, when someone says, okay, okay, you need to learn this, you say, oh, yeah, I can learn that by myself. I can mm. go and search it in YouTube. YouTube's, I would say, one of the most brilliant platforms for free speech. <laughs> I, I love yes, YouTube. Yes, it can be. It can be, unless your government, like, basically tries to ban your channel in YouTube. Well, That's okay. strong government. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I think we are individualistic. We are very, very individualistic. We we care about uh, what uh, I should be like, what other people should call me by, like what name other people should call me by, and what I sh should do. Like I should be respected. It's not necessary you should be respected everywhere you go. I think you have to. People have to trust you to respect you. Maybe they yeah, but like, at first. but uh, as as this generation, we are demand we are demanding other people to respect us. It's like just yeah. because we are a human being. Yes, just because you are a human being, you are supposed to be respected. But mm. you need to earn the respect. And you don't earn the respect just because you are a human being, or just mm. because you walk in a community. Like uh, uh, the op the opinion is like if you go in a temple with your shoes on, yes, that could be correct way. If to go into a temple for you, but it's not for the people who uh, made the temple. Mm. So they they will not like you wearing the suits. You've had experience with this, right? I have had experience yeah. with this in in in, in India. There in is a there is a temple called New Lotus Delhi? New Delhi. Yeah, there is a temple called Lotus Temple, mm. and it's uh, made by the religion called the Baha'is, and it's open for everybody. And so it's not wrong to wear shoes in that temple. Mm. Like there is nothing wrong about wearing a shoes because shoes is is a part of a garment. It's it's a part. Of, it's a cloth that you are wearing. You are covering your body. It protects your yeah. feet. It protects your feet. Yes, it's it's serving a function. Yeah. But because it's in our feet, and feet is always so. Top of your head is the most respected part in your body, and top of your feet is the least respected part of your body. Even though it's your is own this body. Is this chakra? Uh, it's not. It's not for those reasons. I don't okay. know why. It's like you know when you hit someone, you hit them with leg. Actually, can I tell you something interesting? Every cathedral in the UK is pointed. Uh, with the top of the with the head of the cross uh, to the east because that's where the sun rises and the feet are uh, pointing westwards. So every cathedral looks like a cross. Okay. Yeah. So like that's the reason. Yeah. Mm, I didn't know that. So yeah, basically, <laughs> uh, I don't know in how many cultures this exists, but it's like uh, uh, 
so basically leg is not the feet touching the feet is the way of showing someone that you are bowing mm, or kissing uh, the feet yeah kissing the feet or touching the feet shows that you are uh, submissing to right. someone yeah. so basically in order to submit someone you, you you use your feet yeah and you step on all nasty things with your feet like with your shoes and all that so th- so, you, so your leg is not the respect mm. the most respected part in your body and that's why whatever you put on to cover it uh, is also not respected. Mm. Like, uh, you know, people don't like someone taking off their hat, but mm. uh, people don't mind someone taking off your shoes mm. in the same way. Do you know my, my partner, she's she's Japanese, and you, you should never wear shoes in the house. But because because my... Uh, I think the reason is you carry lots of weird stuff outside right, it, it from the road p- to wear the shoes. It makes plenty of sense. It's very <laughs> weird that Europeans insist on wearing shoes in their own house. I agree with that. However, what I wanted to say is that my partner's a bit more experienced with Western ideas and um, maybe she's a bit more individualistic mm. than her grandma. Her grandma would never, ever, ever wear shoes in the house. Saya's done it a few times. Maybe it's because she's a teenager. Maybe it's because she's had different experiences. But every time, <laughs> every time she steps in the house with her shoes on, mm. her grandma says, you are a ghost. You're a, you're a dead person because the only people who wear wow. shoes yeah. in the house are the, are the coffins. Oh. In the coffins, they have shoes on. Okay, and and they're placed wow. and they're inside buildings. Inside so that's the, the building. only time that someone's allowed to wear bil- <laughs> shoes inside the building. But Saya says she hates it when her grandma says that because it's just well, I mean, it sounds yeah. it sounds yeah, it does. It doesn't sound very it's a bit nice, dramatic. Does it? Yeah, but uh, I think the reason why you should not wear uh, shoes inside your house is like when you. Uh, like take your muddy shoes inside the house in the carpet or in the floor it's very hard to clean it and yeah. who cleans it it's disgusting <laughs> it is, it, I don't like it I don't mm. like it alright let's talk about love relationships and sex for our generation the S word yes the S word what do you think is more famous is love more famous is relationships more famous or is sex more famous well my my like spare of the moment initial thought earlier when you first wrote this mm. down was that it's much easier to understand sex than it is to understand love because love seems to be something that's very personal. It comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and it's not something you can describe to someone, you know? I could describe, like, the, the Kama Sutra, right? <laughs> like that well, de- Kama Sutra is not all about sex. I, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would like to specify it's not all about sex. I understand. <laughs> but it, it is famous it, because it of the sex. It explains how to do it. Yeah. But en- no book really truly ha- explains how to do love you know yeah well i mean love so you know when someone asks why do you love me mm. you don't have an answer you can't say oh because of your eyes because like that's not all of it you know it just happens like there's the different forms of love though right yeah. like there's romantic love yeah there's which like involves lo- sex romantic love maybe worldly love like a love for everyone your, your fellow man but well, there's, there's also love like you could say i love this microphone you know? mm. Well, it could be the reason this, uh, the the function it serves, like so the purpose it is serving. I I believe it's it's three categories: one's romance, one's family, and one's like purpose, like okay. this microphone. So you love your family because you, well, I mean, you cannot unlove them though. Yeah, well, un- unless they're a terrible family to you. Not <laughs> yeah, but not just family, but also like nature, um, meaning. I would say things that are meaningful. So. Uh, so there is no way to describe love. Is is that what I mean? Yeah, that's that's what I believe. Okay. Yeah, that is interesting. Now, now when you think about it, yeah, love is difficult to understand because it happens out of nowhere. You never think of uh, like, oh, today I'm gonna love. Mm. You know, but you can say, oh, today I'm gonna have sex. 
that can be said and that can be achieved it as well. It is an action, right? yeah. I suppose. So, so, but in order to have an intimate, sexual, like in a romantic relationship, you need a love in there. And in love. I, so you need you need love and sex in order to have a romantic relationship. Mm, Maybe, but I, I don't know. All, I don't know everything about it. And friendship too, I would say. No, you don't need sex for friendships, though. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I'm saying in, in a in a in a box. Yeah. If you were to have the the perfect relationship, I think. Okay. Probably sex for intimacy and obviously produ- uh, reproduction, uh, and love. And friendship, I would say. There's probably other factors too. I don't think it's just love and sex. Well, yeah, of course there will be. Like, you want to be uh, open with that other person. Mm. May that be opening your clothes or opening your heart or opening your mind. Mm. Or, you know, opening your world mm. to them. So, uh, And it takes it takes quite a different kind of relationships in to have with them. Like a friendship relationship, like a stranger relationship, or a normal person relationship, or a human relationship, in yeah. order for you to completely be open in front of them. Mm. May that be in terms of clothes, house, m- your heart, or your brain. Mm. So yeah, but I think okay. So I do understand what you mean, and I think the reason why sex is more popular is it's easy to achieve. Yeah, sex is more easy to. I mean, it looks like it's easier to achieve, and I think our generation is kind of scared to fall in love. Yeah, well, I was I was having a chat with with my partner a few days ago, saying it's really disappointing to see the amount of young women who think it's okay to do OnlyFans, meaning, and it's never been easier for them to make money by simply showing their body. But I think the sad reality is, I see a lot of American women who have, um, well, not that I'm specifically choosing to look at these sites, <laughs> but uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I hear I hear that it's very popular in the West, which worries me because I understand why it might be popular in some countries where they have economic disadvantages. Well, you do realise Czechia and Hungary are the second and third most countries with the most porn stars. Yeah, which is shocking because there's lots of these young women who have university degrees. Well, um, you know, there is uh, the, the phenomenon of only fan is a bit weird because you see the interviews and like uh, those viral moments of those only fans models mm. which uh, say, oh, I'm, I earn this many millions. And but the average only fan like I, I saw one article where it says the average only fan model makes like hundred and twenty dollar a month. Really? Yes. So y- that's some money you can earn in a day by working yeah. ten hours. Yeah. So uh, see, th- the thing is like uh, only fans is a way of prostitution. Whatever you say, it, it doesn't mm. matter. Like uh, yeah, you're showing your naked body to uh, a man in order to arouse them, and mm. and like and what what do you get in return? You get money. Isn't that prostitution? Yeah. That is prostitution. Mm. So you can give it any name, but in in essence, the essence mm. of it is mm. same prostitution. And I think uh, it's just the technology made it very easy for prostitution to happen. And um, I don't want to be judge of it because there are people who make um, who are making their livelihood from that, and mm. there are people who are getting the only kind of attention they can in this world, mm. s- the individualistic world where a man is scared to go to a girl and. Uh, say that she looks pretty or she looks mm. beautiful um the, the w- uh, it's, it's serving a purpose everything and ma- even though it's, and like yes. it's looking for its utility so it's like f- f- for in order for you to be respected in the society you need to serve a purpose if mm. you don't don't serve any purpose you are not loved you are not like you know uh, i think who was the comedian uh it was Chris, uh, you know the Chris Rock. Chris Rock. He said uh, the the only people who are loved unconditionally is women's and dogs. Men's yeah. are love and, and conditions children, that right? they provide. Yeah, women, children, women, and dogs. children, and dogs. And uh, it's it's very, 
See, I don't want to. I don't want to be like alien. I don't want to mm. alienate uh, females and males. Yeah. yeah, but it it is true in in mm. in, in in a sense. I it is true. I know there was a. I don't remember who exactly was talking about it, but they were saying that basically half of all men who ever existed didn't actually have any children, because it was a small percentage that would have lots of children, and that's like survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest. Like you look at the uh, many you, men you had to go to war and die before yeah. they were even able to pr- procreate. Yeah. Like you look at chim- <laughs> chimpanzee families. Mm. Most of the men are going to die without having a partner or without having children. It's only a tiny percent that end up doing that. It's like that's that's tragic, you know. Uh, <sighs> So see, uh, beauty, uh, you know, beauty, pretty privilege. Do you know the term pretty privilege? No. That you get more privileges if you're more pretty, no matter if you're a male or female. In, in Korea, this yeah. is right. I think it's popular everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, so b- yeah, b- b- I think, yeah, I do believe there are certain privileges you get when you are, are more you pretty. Pretty? Well, <laughs> I, <think laughs> I don't want to be a handsome young man. <laughs> okay, that's very flattering. <laughs> that's very, very flattering. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't know if I'm handsome like compared to what compared to whom if you're comparing me with uh, uh, Brad Pitt then yeah I'm not that handsome he's so attractive yeah. isn't he so, <laughs> so attraction works in weird ways uh, there are people find weird weird things attractive and mm. it's their individualis- individualistic uh, choices mm. and the experiences that saves them in order to uh, like the kind of things they like you know uh, they, there used to be a time where like uh, being skinny was all the rage for male and female mm. like you know the more skinny you are the more attractive you are mm. but now you need to be bulky muscular mm. for men in order to be like you know uh, really really attractive yeah. and so it changes through time and if you go to different societies the, uh, the attractiveness changes mm. this is not true in, in Japan actually it's considered very attractive to be skinny but yes but in but Korea but as well but muscular and skinny I forget what People will know what the term is. There's a specific <laughs> phrase for it. Uh, like, you know, having yeah. beard is not attractive in mm. that part of the world. But in other part of the world, having beard is very attractive. We all have our own standards. So, yeah. But also something else that I was that's reminded me is we're talking about prostitution. Mm. And um, there's something that's existing in, in Japan which has, unfortunately in cities, become very individualistic. Mm. Uh, lots of young men never actually speak to women. Mm, so, yeah. So oh, they're, they're there's a word for them, isn't it? Yeah, but they're yeah. actually... I don't remember the exact word, but mm. they're actually paying to chat they're actually paying to chat can you argue that's prostitute it would you argue that's prostitution uh well i think for prostitution to happen there needs to be the naked right. body smashing to, uh, to with right. each other oh, for that to happen or like selling you but you know that thing is like a uh, japanese in japan people say oh you can buy a girlfriend you sh- mm. you're not literally buying a girlfriend with whom you can have sex and all that mm. you're just having an experience of going on a date with a girl Mm. So th- that is what they're you're paying provide. for. A date. You're, you're paying for a date, yeah. But it it is tragic. You have to do that. Yeah, it is absolutely horrifyingly I mean, they're, they're, tragic. Their population's going to half. It's it's estimated. Uh, experts say half by uh, the end of the century. So it's called. Uh, hi- uh, you will be able to pronounce that properly. Hikikomori. Yeah, it okay. has been defined by Japanese expert uh, group as having following characteristics: spending most of the time at home, no interest in going uh, to school or working, this, this is persistent of withdrawal for more than six months. This is what's called in the West incel. Mm. This, have you heard of this phrase? I have heard. I don't know the meaning. Let me look up the meaning for it because I want to be correct. Okay, there you go. So incel means involuntary celibate. So basically. Uh, Yes, you're not having any sex. <laughs> it's it's basically the the people that women might look at and go, ah, oh, poor guy, you know. Mm. I feel so See, bad for him, you know. So 
I think with the rise of technology, uh, this, uh, like, you know, they stand to be beautiful for girls and they stand to be handsome for men has been taken through the roof. It's t- like, you know, everything that you see online is not true. All the jacked, mus- m- like, muscular... Even uh, AI, right? <laughs> yeah, even yeah. AI can create it, so such personas now. Like, the jacked, muscular guy that you see on online is taking lots of steroids, lots but of TRT and all that. These incel people are them. They're making AI girlfriends. So women are having to not compete in a sense, but women are being ignored. You know. Well, I mean, you know, we can't be lonely as as human beings. We it's very hard to live a lonely life mm. and like not have a partner. I think we mm. we are supposed to like you know they say where oh, yeah, there is one person that is destined for me and it is it was it was in heaven when it was decided. You mm. know, people say that in in that way. It's like yeah, there is a w- there is a girl out there. Uh, yeah. Who will be for me, or the girl will be like? There I is mean, a man out there. It's, who will it's be what for your me. dad did. It's what his dad did. It's what his dad <laughs> his before dad him did. Before you did. Know, you're not. You're not special just because we have internet. Like, don't think just because we have so much information and knowledge that you don't need a family and you don't need to have people in your life. But you everyone know that needs people. Th- that could be the reason why people, like you know, the reason people people are not going in relationship. They are so scared to be in relationship mm. because with relationship comes responsibility, and we are always told mm. to. Look after ourselves, like be successful, yeah. you know, be individual. Like after 18, you leave your home, you find your own way in your life. Yeah. Uh, so you, you have to do everything by yourself, even though those things are not in your control. So when it comes to relationship, it can't do by, you can't do you that can't by do yourself. You can't do it on your own. Yes. You can't force a relationship. Force a relationship or you can't even... Well, you can force a relationship, but that ends in... Well, I mean, really. like, uh, unless you're kidnapping a woman, keeping it in, in, in a home. And definitely. Like, yeah, so definitely. That, that's terrible. But, I mean, even a one-sided relationship is going to have its problems, right? Like, Well, one-sided relationship is not a relationship, is it? It's like, uh, in it's terms of when you have to describe, define yeah. relationship, you need to have another person reciprocate. It's just a right? romantic interest, maybe, or something? It's just attraction or love. It's one-sided right. love or one-sided attraction. Right. And yeah, there is nothing relationship about it. Fake love. That's a song by BTS, Korean band. Oh yeah, yeah. They are very famous in Nepal. You know, I've heard BTS this. is very famous this. in uh, Nepal. Someone who I used to work with called um, Nabin. Okay. Uh, he now he's now a bartender at the Ivy, but uh, he he was such a cool guy actually. But um, he mentioned to me that yeah, BTS is quite popular. Yeah, in, BTS in is Nepal. very popular, and Nepali girls uh, they go crazy for wow. BTS as well. Why is that? Do you, do you think it's the um, Oh, wha- they're attractive yeah, up to they're, them, they're apparently. In, um, I forget what the word is. Oh, like uh, Damn, the manlyhood? Not the manlyhood, <laughs> but the woman. It's the, the, the womanlyhood of the man. Okay, those, so the uh, uh, the civ- 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 chivalry. Is that yeah, is, yeah? Is not, that not just chivalry, but I, I believe this idea started in the Renaissance where men were wearing white makeup ah, and okay. men were actually wearing tights and high heels. <laughs> and that was the that was the origin of I don't know I think it's new romantic or something like mm. that. So see, I would yeah. I wouldn't say okay. There there is a certain way a custom for men is supposed to be, and the mm. custom for female female is supposed to be because it's a human construct, right? And the human construct can be made in any way, and you c- and you can make rules because it was made by us. Like you know, it's not natural. Like our natural way of living is not wearing any clothes. So unless everyone Actually, wants to be can naked, I you, and can I tell you something interesting? Well, uh, basically, in this country, about five hundred years ago, the colour for men was pink, 
and the colorful women was, was, blue. was blue apparently yeah, yeah. and it changes yeah. so yeah i mean those these things are human construct so we yeah. change it all the t- all the time we add new things mm. to it like it it goes from this to that to that to that all the time mm. so uh, i and our generation is not necessarily more advanced of any generation our generation is not necessarily the most smartest out of every any other generation they were also smartest in their time we are also smart in our time right. we just have more freedom and cheap availability to have a relationship mm. or connection with any human beings but it's we are not having power. that do you think it's maybe in a way it's too much power well if you go back to 1800s with the phone you have and like mm. you say okay you know this is the phone with whom i can call mm. someone in nepal i can call and talk with them for like an mm. hour yeah. and not to spend like a not to spend more than a pound mm. uh, they would be like oh wow Mm. So yeah, you, like it, it is a power. Use the op- I would say use the opportunity, but don't go crazy. I think a lot yeah. of young people are going crazy. That they're like, if you're an attractive young man, you probably wouldn't give it a second thought to just message as many girls as possible because you can, you know. Well, I mean, it's, uh, so see, technology made everything. Uh, it brought us together. Uh, it's easy to have connection, but we are not having as much relationships and connections as we're supposed to have. Mm. Like uh, when you look at uh, when you look at the amount of men who are single mm. by the time they are 25, mm. it's highest it has ever been. Mm. The amount of women's and men's who say they are lonely and they don't have anyone to uh, share share their feelings with mm. is the population is highest that it has ever been. Mm. And it's 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 trouble for both sides. It's not only men who are suffering; it's the fem- uh, women who are suffering as well. Yeah. But the trouble is. We see all the time in online, like in order to for you to be the perfect and the most approachable person, or like you know, in order for you to get not screamed at when you go and say go and talk with a girl, saying, "Okay, mm. I like you," mm. you need to be tall, handsome, uh, b- maybe white soldiers with white skin and all that. Yeah, y- you have like a stereotype, and we see that. And when that stereotype, when a person doesn't have that stereotype and goes and approaches a woman. They are screamed at. Mm. That is what we see online, and our mm. opinion is based on that. It's terrifying. Terri- well, yeah. Well it's like it's uh, have you noticed this? Like the thing oh is, I think this has always happened, though. I think women have always had the judgment. You know. Well, I mean, we all have judgments. Men and women, we both judge. But I think we rely on the women judgment. Look at the uh, animal kingdom. You know, the man, the the male bird is there, like dancing. The woman goes. Well, no, but no, the fe- fuck uh, you, <laughs> <turns> <laughs> No, but the female bird has also to dance. Uh, has also to dance in order to attract the. Yeah, like let's, like let's it admit it, it's, it's not going to take much for them. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, maybe that because we are so desperate. So have you noticed that? Like, uh, if you if you ask your girlfriend, she would say, uh, if you ask, uh, tell her that you know I was very scared when I approached you, and she would say why? Mm. She would say why? Mm. She w- she won't say oh I understand that because mm. uh, and you say okay you know this is what I say and she's like oh yeah when well, I mean you know I was also scared to approach mm. you. She would, she will say that as well. I think she so thinks something different. She means something different. I think there is a slight, like, neurochemical difference between men and women. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, of yeah. course. But, <laughs> yeah, when it comes to, uh, yeah, uh, talk about the, uh, the our generational lack of uh, being able to be in a relationship. not It's not being able to be in a relationship or, like, you know, being responsible enough to be in a relationship. I think we are lacking on that. I mm. say, 100 years ago, in my country, by the time I'm, I was 22, I would have a wife and a kid. Mm. And I would have to be responsible for both of them. Because how our society was made, mm. a patriarchal society, I would be... Mm. I would have to be responsible for both of them. Am I able to be responsible for uh, my wife and a kid if I were to have them now? Mm. I don't think so. 
I don't think I will be able to take on the responsibility mm. I think of I caring th- for a kid at, maybe uh, by the time I'm 22. Well, I so I think I'll... Uh, so to, to, to put my no point... Choice. I think 100 years ago, they had no choice, right? Yeah, but like uh, when they were when they were forced to do that, mm. they were able to take on the responsibility. But now, we don't. Th- I don't think we are, res- we are strong enough to take on that responsibility. I don't think we would start it, though. I think that's no, we will not start it, of yeah. course. We are like n- not everyone is yeah. getting married at like 22 yeah. and having a kid. Yeah. But, okay, let's say okay, you're 23 now. Yeah. By the time you're 24, let's say you are married and you have a kid. Uh-huh. Will, do you think you will be able to raise that kid I, in a way that your parents were able to r- raise you when they were at that age. No. So <laughs> that's my point. It's like we are mm. not uh, strong enough to take on the responsibility that mm. we, we, we we would have to take if we were born like 100 but years ago. I think ago we've got more reflection. We've got more space for perfecting what we want to do. We have got more space for to be individualistic. We have got more space to explore ourselves, mm. be ourselves, mm. and basically care for ourselves yeah it's i don't think it's it's necessarily a good thing that's uh, that's what i'm arguing i think there's good and bad sides like your great great grandparents would have no time to think about their external conditions yeah they had to think about like surviving as soon as they have a child they're thinking right i need to feed this child i need to help my wife like they're thinking that all the time every time so it's it's a privilege for us Mm. that we have this opportunity to be very individualistic right but i think it's taking away the essence of being human being from us Mm. By being very individualistic, like wh- what do you think is the reason that you exist? That's a tricky question. You can try to answer it. <laughs> well, I could say, oh, it's because my my mum and dad had me, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. But, but then their mum and dad had them, yeah. you know, and before them and before them. But it could be another Jamie, not you, Jamie. So what do you think that you? What What do you think is the reason that you, Jamie? Mm. Exist because I was the fastest yeah. swimmer in that in, <laughs> in, that, in, those, in that pool <laughs> <laughs> among t- uh, some trillions others. Mm. Mm. We all we're so all we've all won a race. <laughs> we all got first place, right? Let's yeah. give ourselves. We've always had. Yeah, even we're yeah, the you winners. Got first place. I got uh, first place. You got first place. Unless you have a twin. <laughs> True. Or unless you're like. I don't want to say that. No, I was thinking no, of something. No, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. So, um, so what do you believe in? Do you believe in nihilism? Do you believe in existentialism? Do you believe in realism? What do you believe in? I would consider or myself agnostic. But no, in, order, in terms of existentialism, like, mm. you know, do you believe, do you think there is a reason we exist or do you think there is no reason we exist? I mean, there is no reason for us, for our existence. I don't what think do there's a particular reason. Um, I think there is a reason why is a, why we exist, but I do also believe that w- we are not. Sup- it's not necessary for us to know what that reason mm. is, in well in terms of uh, dif- in terms of um, in terms that we can define the reason. Mm. Mm. So of course there is a reason you exist. The yeah. stars collided in order for you to be yeah. here. The galaxies yeah. got annihilated in order yeah. for you to be here. Mm. You're always destined mm. to be here. That's why you are here. Yeah. So there is a reason why you are here, mm. but I don't think it's necessary. For each and every one of us to know what our was what's the purpose of us being alive? Yeah. What's the reason for us being alive? I think alive? for some people they have to know. I think their brains are just figured in that way. Especially logical people. Logical people they see lots of things. In yeah, black people and white. who c- who claim to be realists. Like uh, I claim to be realist. Mm. I I I'm, I um I try I 
want to be very realistic mm. when i make any judgments when mm. i make any decision and all other things as well like when i'm uh, judging when i'm critically thinking about th- any topic or anything so i want i uh, so i want to believe that i think in terms of being realistic like okay mm. l- let's be realistic here like you know let's not talk in terms of philosophy and all that yeah. so so my uh, the, the reason i believe in existentialism is because of the realism and the real thing is i exist here so yeah and i have and i'm doing things and i'm having impact in this world mm. so if there was no reason i would not i would believe that i would not have any impact or something like that yeah it's a very weird answer question to answer well the thing but is see fedrick nietzsche even he said he's not a nihilist mm. he he said he doesn't he believes that there is a reason why he exists but it's not necessary for us to learn all the reasons right the reasons that why we should be, we should exist or not I guess the uh, the reason is the is the origin of the universe and the the power that gives it its destiny. You know, we're all supposed to be here. But um, the thing is, my it's I, I take it's I take issue where people like believe in let's say the Big Bang theory, but they don't take any initiative to think about it for themselves. They just let the scientists think for them. And I think that's as dangerous as letting the religious people think for them. I think everyone should think for themselves. Maybe it is necessary well, to be individualistic. We are doing that. Though. Our generation is very much thinking yeah. about ourselves. So it is necessary. <laughs> it is necessary to be individualistic. But I don't think it's as so necessary that like you are not ha- being able to go out and have so, a conversation. So wha- what percent? What percent would you? S- do you think it's a game of percentages? Do you think every human should try and find balance between how much they think for themselves and how much they? St- they're present in the community like do you think we should have time for like reflectiveness time well, to like be on uh, our own basically have a community service every day for a few hours no is, but, is that but like mean? like your day structured like okay one hour of time for myself one hour of time for other people like i don't think we should be in in a position as a human being that where we have to think oh yeah like five hours a day i work five hours a day i sleep mm. another five hours i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that as a human being just live your life and when yeah. we live our life mm. as human beings we're supposed to live our life we do the comi- we think for other people mm. we think for ourselves it yeah. all happens You're in the community. It, it happens naturally yeah. because human beings we are mm. a social animal yeah we are animal our mm. essence is animal but what about the people who so. really need to think what about what? what about the people who let's say killed what? they killed someone they're in prison for 20 years like for those 20 years they should spend some of it thinking right they shouldn't spend yeah, all yeah, of yeah. it they shouldn't spend all of it just like working and then you know being in the gym and then learn zero when they leave 20 <laughs> years later like they they have to reflect right? well uh, what are the prison called in usa they are not called prison they are called re- no they are called recreational uh, rehabilitation re- center rehabilitation Rehabilita- yeah, yeah rehabilitation center or not so it's like yeah you are learning how to be uh, apparently good or something like that see mm. i have i have problem with people who do uh, horrible crimes like murder rape and all those things mm. it's like how can they do it yeah don't do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like see yeah it's 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 how can anyone how can anyone demonize you know dehumanize someone mm. knowing that they are human and we have I, done I, I think have it's, done it i think it's so many times. Uh, i think it's psychopathy um like in i think it's inevitable that in every society you're going to have people who are hyper-compassionate, hyper-caring. These are going to be the gurus. These are going to mm. be the philosophers. And I think it's inevitable that every society is going to have that 1% who they just see chaos, really. They, they, 
they live for the other for the demise of other people and i think it's it's e- in my opinion it, it's it's pure evil i think it's pure yeah. evil yeah i agree with you on that one yeah <laughs> well okay getting back to the topic of our yeah. podcast do you think uh, the manhood is being challenged at this day and age or are you are you taught uh, taught enough to be the kind of man or kind of person you want to be well the thing is for my personal case i did all of that like sexual education at school it's required in uk school that in year 9 10 11 you learn how to put a condom on a plastic penis <laughs> you you watch some you watch uh, some youtube videos about like uh, teenage relationships being okay. careful like uh prioritizing your life you know we call it personal studies basically mm, okay but um for me i didn't hit puberty until i was about 17 well that's so i i'd already left school so that's good and bad for me because that means i had a very innocent childhood like i was in secondary school and all i thought about was studying you know so for me that that's benefited me but it did also mean that when i was going through um sixth form college so 17 18 19 like i had like a whole persona shift like my whole world basically got turned upside down and i've been trying to like refigure since you know as an early adult you know trying to so you know, uh, it hasn't re-figure. been challenged then uh, i think i've had to do a lot of learning for myself mm. um but obviously so my family's been there for me so when people claim that their manhood being is being challenged do you think it's their own because of their own personal fault that they're not uh, trying to explore themselves enough they're not trying to uh, l- mm. like uh, figure out what's going on i think it's case themselves? by case right it's case by case because mm. let's say it might be true that maybe it is being challenged you know there there might be someone in your life that's that's somewhat of a threat to you and not just but not not just but that uh, but does the f- does physical t- uh, threat mean your manhood being is there so i think it's manipulation and it I could be social manipulation or it could be personal manipulation i think in order to answer this question it requires for us to define what manhood means right so and i don't think we're capable enough mm. honestly i think i'd have to we'd have to ask our grandparents <laughs> I'll have to ask my granddad. I don't think you know these are human terms that we make manhood, womanhood uh, mm. and like all those other words of different like it's alpha not, male beta It's male. not what a lion yeah. thinks about. It's not what yes. a chimp thinks yes. about. Yes. And as a human beings we're thinking about it quite a lot I think mm. and I think the problem is we are thinking about it. I think we should just I, stop thinking yeah, about it. Yeah. Yes. But then like, but then wha- not thinking about it comes with a lot of acceptance. So like I will have to accept for example my shortcomings other people have to accept their downfall you know like everyone has flaws yeah everyone walks different everyone talks different right. everyone likes different things and and there's beauty in that mm. if we all were same mm. like like you know yeah. there is no reason for you to make uh, me to make Jamie a friend mm. i can make any other Well, this man of friends. This, this is what utopian societies are based on. This is like what the communists tried to achieve in the Soviet Union. <laughs> They wanted every worker to be at the same level. They wanted everyone to be the same in their respect. The well, the 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 there was a bit of uh, meritocracy in there as well. So I don't think that was 100% true. I don't I don't agree the mer- with that. The meritocracy is based on that every human is equal. They they, they Yes, and I think every human should be equal. Yeah, but but there's no end goal. That's my point. Okay. Like there's no So like there's there is no, no there is no highest <laughs> because the utopia means everyone has to be this is difficult. I think utopia forced means everyone has to be the same, but a utopia optional means everyone is allowed to be different. 
I don't think utopia should be a thing. No matter if it is four store or something. I, I think we should aim for utopia. See, I why, don't... Why we shouldn't aim for the opposite. We shouldn't aim for a society where people do terrible crimes, right? See, I'm, I'm, I don't... Sup- Sorry? We shouldn't aim to have a society that has terrible crimes. Like, we should all be thinking of a future that's best for everyone, right? Yes, yes. So... But, that, yeah, and uh, that includes uh, some diff- some weird uh, principles of some people. I think, it's, say, uh, I think it's acceptance, uh, also tolerance. But I think so that the societies that try and force it are the ones that go the most wrong. You know why utopia seems good in books? Tell me. Because it's a good thing to read about, but not to implement. It's good. It's good to watch people mm. living in a utopian world, mm. but it's not. It's not necessarily something that you would want to experience. Uh, have yeah. you watched a movie called The Zone of Interest? Uh, this is out of question, but like, no. it's uh, it's basically uh, uh, you know the commandant who was taking, uh, who was the, the the highest like you know highest ranking person in mm. Auschwitz mm. concentration camp. Mm. So he tries to have a normal family outside literally outside next to the wall yeah so um so basically so you know th- uh, th- th- this th- this is the the most difficult movie i have ever had to watch and uh, like it's up there with Schindler's list i, would, I, would I love Schindler's list i, I would put beautiful. i would put up uh, put it up there that's me in tears Schindler's and list man I, I cried last night watching this movie yeah so so he has he is like having normal life he has his ki- kids and his kids surprise him when he's a, when it's his birthday and mm. all that mm. and he goes to swimming with them and mm. all that and like um and his wife is like has this this, this lavish garden which is like uh, which one side of the garden is the Auschwitz wall wow. and see and when her mother comes to visit uh, their home she's saying oh yeah th- that's the wall for the camp isn't mm. it and she says yes we're trying to grow vines so that we'll cover it wow so all this goes and like you know in the background in the uh, the background uh, sound is mm. like all these screams mm. of kids and wow. women and men and the gunfire and all that. Yeah, and they are living their life as if it's normal. Yeah, and so uh, and it, it this uh, and it there was this. Uh, um, so basically, the idea is that like you don't have to be you don't have to be f- philosophically evil in order to do evil. Like a common human being yes. can also do evil. This is what I did and my dissertation on actually, and it was inspired by a book called Ordinary Men. And it basically said that the the Wehrmacht, the regular army, were given instructions from the SS, who were the military police. And the SS were saying, you need to round up this amount of Jews. You need to take them to this place. You need to Mm. kill them on this day. And people followed instructions because they were instructions, you know? Yes, it's (laughs) like, like, you know, there was... So they were not philosoph. Even if they were not philosophically Mm. motivated, Mm. even the common human beings can... um, like you know, th- s- someone who looks like a common human being, looks like who is living a normal life, mm. can do sh- such atrocities that we can't even imagine. Yeah, and and I think it's important for this generation to learn. I think it makes you lose hope, but I think it's a valuable lesson. Like like it is a valuable lesson for the next yes. generation. And, and I think this gen- our generation should learn from it. It's like how mm. quickly, how quickly, like a common human man, like like a person, like you out there who might not have a principle or who is not following a philosophical life, like, your life can change in a minute. Mm. Your life can change in a second. Like you would go from being one of the kindest person in the mm. world to the one of the most evil person out there. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not saying everyone... I think everyone has the tendency. Everyone yeah. has the tendency to be evil. But some people are inherently so evil that we can't you know even what? think of them I, being I have a bit of a fresh idea that just came up. I think this might be why we make so many jokes about places like North Korea, 
mm. because we don't actually understand what it's like to be those yes, people. Exactly. We think how We're stupid, so oblivious of how it. stupid they are to watch an illegal movie and know they'll get killed. It, and but the thing is, they don't know that, you know. And if you were in their situation, you wouldn't know that too, right? I mean, is it stupidity to watch a movie? No, no. They just want to learn. This they just want to learn. That's see, it. They know the world exists out there. Yeah. And okay, just imagine yourself. You you were raised in like a like a box, and you are never allowed to leave the box. But you know the world exists outside the box. Right. That is literally how North Koreans people are being treated. Yeah. They know the world exists outside the world. Mm. They are they are uh, they are bombarded with the negativity to the all the other countries around yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. But they are not allowed to watch or like hear or listen anything from that outside world yeah especially south korea which is sad because south korea is the most similar people they have yes they are co- they are all they are all same people and, and i think one of the big issues is that they're being an ignored and this is branching out into foreign policy a bit but um i think president joe biden is one of those characters which is ig- ignoring a lot of people i think he's he's not i mean i would say the only good feature of Donald Trump was that he actually spoke to Kim Jong Un and he actually Well, he was the Putin. only he was the only president in America during this right. time there was no war. But he was That's also he's also the first and only president to step into North Korea, North Korea. and to shake the hands of of Kim Jong Un. Kim Jong Un. So uh, what do you think is the political um, perception in younger generation? Do you think every one of us is following this? Or is it like so uh impossible to avoid it because it's everywhere like when you see Donald Trump shaking yeah. hand of Kim Jong Un yeah. on Instagram on Twitter on mm. Facebook it's everywhere mm. so do you think we are more politically aware because of that reason or do you think we are not as politically aware as our uh, our previous generation was mm. like may- the best example confident. i think maybe less confident i think that's the western world's fault i think the western world just live in luxury and everywhere else has problems you know the voting turnout in every in most of the countries like especially in western countries mm. is less than 50% wow yeah voting crazy. turnout like that's crazy. and and the mo- and the mainly the you know in spain mm. so in spain spain is a country where old is you know the uh, the nappies weren't owned by old people is sold more in uh, amount mm. than the diapers for the young babies so uh, the reason being is like uh, people are having less I kids and all that yeah. but even though those old people they are um, generally more um, richer than the young people mm. uh, it is subsidized the young the, the, the diaper for old people it is subsidized so it's almost free for you but wow. for the for a, for like a young family so a reason they'll not have to, to have buy a family, really. the reason being is like they vote yeah. and the government basically subsidizes them yeah uh, because they know they will be the person coming and voting they know the young people are not coming and voting them so they are not listening to young people Mm. and it is happening in many countries many many countries it's mm. like uh, you know uh, the reason why pension rates goes right, up right pension but, uh, too yeah, yeah. but uh, but like your education loan is mm. not like you know well, it's, well it's like all a- actually something this reminds me of is um like two years after brexit happened mm. there was a survey saying if brexit happened in 2018 and not 2016 the vote would be to stay in the eu because that difference was from people who are now dead because they are so old <laughs> so i think younger people should participate more in politics 
and yeah the reason we're not being participating in more uh, in more of the politics is like in every country most of the politicians are very very old and they are the, they have been there ever since we've been alive mm. like ever since i've been alive mm. there have been like five six people in rotation being pre- prime minister in my country yeah. and now there are three people in rotation being prime minister in my country it doesn't matter which, who wins the election mm. i know who will be the prime minister wow and and they haven't done anything anything for our country like people are living my country in such a high number like one day nepal will be a country uh, that the old people will retire to because they miss the mountains and they miss the hills mm. and they miss the food mm. and nepal won't have enough infrastructure to support those old people will will this is a bit of a personal <laughs> but question. i think but if will you be one of those people will you return like do you see yourself as being one of those people who i want to go back age? to my country i want to go back to my country and yeah. start a school Oh, start wow. a school where people uh won't have to worry about being punished because they have long hair mm. start a school where they don't have to worry about speaking in the c- class like asking weird questions in the class mm. uh this is uh, i'm 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 looking at the camera and saying this because i know one of my teachers one day will listen to this and i hope they realize how uh w- how much of a big impact they had like uh, some teachers who allowed me to uh, speak and ask questions and those teachers who did not allow me and uh, took me to the principal room and I was ashamed in front of everybody. I hope uh, you will realize how much you affected my life because I was scared to be a leader. Wow. And I know so many people in that school and in many schools mm-hmm. who are scared to be leader. Like our generation is not taught how to be a leader, but we are expected to be a leader. Like you know, whenever mm-hmm. you raise your hand, whenever you raise your voice mm-hmm. saying, "Okay, this is wrong. That's been going in my school. No one listens to you. They punish you." Mm. Yeah and they expect young people to be leaders mm. like y- all this time you have taken our ability to be a leader mm. away from us you have not even listened to us like yeah. in many cultures in especially in eastern culture where i come from it doesn't matter how talented you are if you are o- young no one listens to what you're saying wow that's incredible and yeah. uh, so you are not listening to us what we're saying you're not giving our um, you know maybe it's a false perception we have about the politics about mm. the world or even if it is true pers- uh, like you know perception we have yeah. you're not giving it any validation you're not saying it yeah. is right or you're not saying it is wrong mm. you are just like you know like qu- making us quiet i think maybe and old you expect people, us to be a leader people are scared of change i think because they're so set in their ways no but they they also say that we are the future we are the pillars of the country right, so yeah. there and if we are the pillars of the country but our mm. opinion doesn't matter mm. so like what are we supposed to do how yeah. how i, I don't understand why is like you know the uh, the generation before us i don't know why they are expecting us to be uh, leaders and all that because you guys literally in many places mm. literally taken uh, taken take the ability to shape a man or a woman to be a leader you took that away from us yeah. and you were teaching us how to be and you are like you know forcing us to be yeah. leaders i i think you and i would would make for good teachers actually would i i i, I so. speak I, i tend to i'm very strict apparently right <laughs> uh, I, when i, I was tutoring so strict. see uh, the way i'm the way of my uh, so my idea of teaching like i used to tutor when i was in grade 12 i was tutoring grade 10 and grade 11 students So my way of tutoring was like I used to tell them you're very insignificant if you don't know how to do this. <laughs> I know wow. that's a very very bad way. I wow. I I I I'm that was the way I was taught. Mm. So I thought so that works. I mean, I think I knew better but I stuck <laughs> with it. <laughs> I knew it was bad, but the reason uh, um, I can't justify it, but yeah, I would not be that kind of teacher anymore because mm. uh, I know people uh, I know Okay, uh, let's say I'm teaching um heat and thermodynamics, uh, mm. one of the physics 
and I'm teaching about the linear expansion of a metal or anything. If I know there is a YouTube video that will teach way better than me to the student. So how should I teach it? I think my job is to get them interested in it. Definitely. Definitely. Rather than force the topic, my yeah. job is to make them interested enough that they Definitely. will go home and watch the video or they will, lis they will listen to the half of the lecture and learn from it. I agree. Yeah. So, but the main primary focus of the teacher, I think teacher's mm. job has been a bit changed by the technology now. Mm. Now the job of a teacher is to make student interested enough wow. in the topic by not presenting 48 slideshows in 50 uh, uh, minutes lesson, mm. but by writing, having a marker or a whiteboard or having a chalk or a, mm. you know, in my school, I would have a chalk and a blackboard. Okay. I would not have, uh, I would not allow anyone to have a PowerPoint pr pr presentation. It should be like a specific thing. Not wow. in, not every class will have PowerPoint presentation mm. because students, we frankly don't learn from PowerPoint presentation. Mm. We learn from someone expressing with their hands, right. writing and all that. So. Yes, I would teach in that way, and I would like, yes, my, I, I would take on the responsibility to get the students interested in the topic rather than that sounds like great. making them mug up. Yeah, they're well, I was, just, I was just thinking what you are saying earlier about uh, your teachers discouraging you to be a leader. And, and Some I, of them, I, yes. I, I think in Most that case, them. it's actually something, it's a universal truth, which is those are the types of people who maybe tried to be a leader and it didn't work out for themselves. So then they want to tell other. They want to tell kids that's not going to happen because it didn't happen for themselves. So it's uh, like they are treating us how they were being treated. Basically, they Even it didn't work for them, so they don't want it to work no, for you. Because they'll be, it, they'll be jealous. The thing? It's I like think. you know uh, how I say. Like you know, I, last week when we mm. were, so we have recorded this podcast twice already, and uh, we didn't have uh, audio at one time, and uh, the other time we didn't have. It the was video tragic. Or the it audio. was very tragic. Yes, and in one of the in one of those topics, we talked about uh, this this very same thing. It's like. If, uh, like, you know, what kind of father you want to be. I mm. asked you what kind of father you want to be. And you said uh, the father that, you know, like, you know, the kind of father that you might never had or I might have never had. Mm. Like, you know, the things that your father did in certain mm. way you would do differently. Yeah. So shouldn't it be like that for every one of, like, our teachers? It's like they knew how bad it was for them. Mm. Shouldn't they try to make it better for us? I think it's jealousy. Uh, th that's, that is what I think. It's jealousy, like maybe maybe laziness. I, I don't mean to come for See, people like that. If you're waking up at six o'clock to go and do a job, yeah. I don't think you're that of a lazy person. True. I think it's a jealousy. It might be jealousy, and maybe it's a power play too, because yes. they, they, have knowledge, they have more knowledge than the child. Well, I'm not necessarily. It's not necessary that my teacher knows more than someone who is younger than him. But it might I be have. their pride with the knowledge. Yes, it is yeah. a pride with the knowledge. It's, it, you know, so the thing is, like, when a teacher mis makes a mistake, you tend to lose respect mm. of the students. So I think that should not be the case. I think uh, making mistakes should be widely accepted. Uh, because I think, I think that's what makes a good leader, because you look up to them and you're like, oh, maybe it's okay for me to sometimes make mistakes if but the, the reason, does. But the reason we scrutinize people mm. who make mistakes is, like, when we make mistakes, we're mm. scrutinized by our teachers. If yeah. they hadn't done that to us, we, I don't think we would reciprocate. Yeah. I think it's a voice that exists in their head. And subconsciously, they're passing it on to us. Yes. So, and there, But there are also kind of teachers. I, I, I yeah. remember this math teacher who is like, a, so, <laughs> uh, you know, we're not allowed to take mobile phones in our classrooms, yeah? But uh, we used to sneak it in. And mm. I was in one of the first uh, rows, uh, one of the first desks and bench. I was sitting down. I was playing a video game called Mini Mills here with other friends in my classroom. Don't know <laughs> <that game. laughs> So... Yeah, it, it used to be quite famous. Okay. And so 
in every lesson, I'm like, okay, what is that? What is that? I ask questions, like I interact with the teachers. It's my thing. I mean, I can't stop doing that. And in that class, uh, I didn't do all of that. And at the end, the teacher came to me and he said, are you sick today? With genuine expression in his face, like mm. with genuine care, he said, are you sick today? You didn't talk anything. Are you okay? Are you all right? Like, do you want to talk about something like outside the class? You can come and talk with mm. me personally if something. And I was like, shit. Mm. Was he right? Uh, no, I was not sick. I just ignored him for in the mm. class. Wow. For no better reason. Mm. And he expected, so he cared for me. Mm. He, every time I did that, yeah. he was not annoyed. Mm. He was caring for me mm. in the same way he was caring for every other student. Wow. And we never learned that. We mm. never, but, I mean, there was... I guess you were just a, che you were just a teenager too, though. Yes, yeah. I, I was trying to be, uh, like, you know, I was trying to be accepted in a group. Mm. But yeah. I, 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 and at the time I forgot the bigger picture is that like, yeah, these people, this person, yeah. like not every, that kind of teacher is so hard to find. Like mm. at that time, especially it was so hard to find, but that teacher was caring f like what we're learning, what we're doing. Mm. So yeah. uh, that made, after that, I never played video games in the classroom. Wow. <laughs> See, it's, 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 people ignore it in this day and age because we have so much information. People forget the power of feeling and emotion. Like yes. People think it sounds pathetic. And I suppose in some ways it can be pathetic because you have to search something in yourself that you might not like to look at. But it's what, it's what drives you because you, you realize you can care for people. And you know, uh, yeah. when it's when it's like a nine ten o'clock in the night, you're walking on the road. There is no one on the road, and there is a wind blowing, and you and, and, and a poetic thought comes to your head, and you go home and you write that in your diary, and it becomes a poem. I think that's very powerful mm -hmm. because you know you're expressing your feelings. But these mm -hmm. days, doing that is very corny, apparently. <laughs> everything's corny because everything's amplified yes. online. Like, no, everything needs to fit in a group. Like you need to you, would, you ah, it's such a weird thing. It's like. I can't be myself. Mm. Everything. I, seems I need to be corny. like a group. I need to be like a group of people like in sheep. order to be yes. Like follow follow the same direction. Like if all of my group is following Andrew Tate, I should also follow Andrew Tate. Mm. Yeah. If all of them are against Andrew Tate, I should also be against. I Andrew mean, Tate. It, it is the easiest way to live. But why? Why can't I be my, myself? I I, th like I feel I feel sad when I look at it, but I see right. Maybe for that person in their situation, it's the easiest thing for them to do. Can you pull up the quotation that I wrote about this in your phone? If, if it is somewhere. So That's basically what I wrote chance. is like, uh, in this day and age, it's almost impossible to be yourself because the whole world is structured in a way or we have the perception of this world in such a way that we, for we forget what we are. Even, even if we know something is not good, we accept it. We take it at, at, at the face value because we want to be accepted. We are very, we are scared not to be accepted. We're scared to be unique in I'm the not world. Not sure which point. Uh, I think it's somewhere. Uh, no, this is not the one. Maybe next time I'll read it. It's in my phone, and my phone is not being. I can't record it in in that one. Uh, um, oh yeah. In the, in the labyrinth of my consciousness, there are holes in the light of my comprehension that avoid me, and even the shadows of the things lack the gaze to look into my being. In the realm of souls and bodies, where our consciousness is unable to learn its existence, it's futile to yearn to be understood and rightly judged. We go through relentless ordeal to understand the meaning of our existence. Well, this is not the same thing, but <laughs> okay, I'll, read, I'll complete this reading. 
Um, we go through the relentless ordeal to understand the meaning of our existence, just to end up with more opaque film before our mind. It is only when the mind is free of the, its body, it begins to pierce into the understanding of its existence. Layer by layer, it opens up the worldly persona and meets that who he recognizes as, his, as himself. It's laughable that knowing yourself means forgetting yourself. It's funny, isn't it, that in order to understand yourself, we can't be ourselves. But worry not, you say this miserable feeling with every other soul you encounter. This is wise words from Ushua. <laughs> Very wise guy. Uh, no, um, yeah, I tried writing that. So what I'm trying to say in that is like, we have been saved in such a way that we have forgotten what who we are or what we are. Mm. Would you agree on that? I, I definitely like your, your quote on layer by layer. It's op- It opens up the worldly persona and meets who the, he recognizes as himself. Yes. That's because Because there has been so many layers of all this opaque film yeah. in our mind, in our being, that like we have forgotten who we are. So like, see, you know, when I was very young, I wanted mm. to be a business astronaut. Is that possible? Well, Elon I don't know. Musk. Uh, well, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I aspired to be that. I knew it was almost impossible, but I aspired to that. Uh, and the thing that I'm trying to say by saying this is like, I dare to dream such a such such impossible thing mm. that uh, like I didn't even have any questions in my head. I was like. I can dream that. Why can't I dream do you, that? Do you think dreaming is, is what frees the mind from the body? Yeah, it, it is what makes you uh, who you are. I, I actually had this idea, which was that if you're not spending your time dreaming, you're probably spending it worrying. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. In, yeah, in that, definitely. in that empty space you have, in that like 10-minute bus journey you have, there's not a lot you can do. Yeah. There's not a lot you need to do. Well, I mean, these days, there is phone. You look in the TikTok right, apart videos. From, let's say your phone's dead, like... In, in my opinion, there's two choices you have. You can either dream or you can worry, you know? Mm. And I think, why not Why? Why, why not, not dare dream. to dream? Dream, yes. Why not dare to dream? Why not dare to dream? What? Oh. That could be our catchphrase, why not dare to dream? Why not dare to dream, yes. I, I think that would be a good catchphrase. But uh, the thing is, like, uh, if you talk about those kind of things, you're not cool. You're not accepted in the group. I think we're very cool, Ushwal. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, when you talk about... See, I have lots of friends. Like, yeah. y- you will recognize it. When I go to West Town Center, virtually I know you said everybody in there. Yeah. But but I'm not, like, a very friendly, friendly with everyone. But mm. I, have a, I have a group of friends where I'm accepted as well, mm. in, even though I'm, like, a very weird person. But... Mm, not that weird. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, uh, yes, uh, I, I welcome weirdness. Yeah. I welcome uniqueness yeah. of everybody. I welcome that because... Mm. That is who that person is. Mm. You know, that's their true identity. Mm. I don't want that to go away. Mm. I have a friend who doesn't have any filter. He's the closest person to Peter Griffin I've ever met. <laughs> like, not in terms of racism and all that, but, like, in terms of, like, you know... His not physical attributes? Uh, not, not the physical oh, attributes. Okay. okay. Not, the, not the physical attributes. Okay. It's, it's just the way he is. He is, like, he's candid. Is it what, comedic, maybe uninten- comedic, uh, unintentionally? Uh, unintentionally very comedic, yeah. and sometimes he says things that he might he should not he should not say or something like that. But uh, I like that because that is who he is. Mm. Yeah, that's his that's his identity. And if if we were to force him to not be that, who would he be? Yeah, he'd be a sheep. He would not be himself. He would be a sheep who follows the other yeah. sheep. <laughs> so basically, mm, yes, I think our generation. Uh, is very individualistic, but we can't express that individualism, uh, even though we're too too individualistic. And our generation, I think many of us are scared to fall in love, fall in, be in a relationship, mm. because 
it's so it's such an unexpected things that like we and we have seen so many relationships and love loving relationships break apart that we don't want to be part of it mm. that's one of the reason as well and um the the whole persona created in the internet created on everything that we see is like yeah if you go and approach someone they will scream at you and like no one teaches us that rejection is rejection doesn't do anything to you mm. it's it's just a rejection that someone didn't want to be with you that doesn't mean you're any less than what you already are. I think or like I th- uh, less than who you are. I think some people they would rather die than be rejected. Of course because it yeah. it, it it hurts when you're yeah. rejected, yeah. man. Like when you go yeah. and uh, when you go and talk with someone say okay, yeah, I want to be uh, can I can we go out together and she and she says no. It's hardest I've thing to take I've on. Been but there. I've been there. I have been yeah. there as well. But the way I think about it is like okay, is the way I'm perceiving that person is mm. not the way they are perceiving me. That's yeah. the one, that's the reason why they are saying no. It's yeah. not necessarily because how I mean yeah, if you are like a terrible human being, of course they would say no, yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> like if you well, if, you if don't if know with yeah. some with some women. <laughs> like if if you if you are a normal person, uh, like if, uh, someone's rejection it teaches you lots of things. It teaches you um yes, in, in the the world out there is very cruel and we have always had that cruelty in the world. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily make that uh, woman who rejected you any bad because mm. uh, she's the same person. Yeah. She's the same person. Yeah. You just didn't know that she would say no to you. Yeah. And it doesn't make you any less because you were never less. Remember, mm. you won't race against trillions mm. of other, mm. <laughs> other kinds that you could be. And all these stars collided for you to exist now. All I the I universe yeah. got annihilated in order for you to be here. You were destined to be in this world. You were destined to be in this uh, in this situation. You're destined to be in. Um, you're destined to be alive, yeah. And a rejection is just a word. Mm. Yes, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to mm. go out and curse that person mm. because it's their choice. Like you have choice. Because mm. I know there would be a kind. If if you're approached by a certain kind, you would also say no. Mm. I would say be be reborn. Be That's realistic. Be yeah. realistic. Be realistic that like you know don't have see you you should have confidence but not like uh, uh, overconfidence. Mm. You should be individualistic but not so individualistic that you don't even think of a person next to you on the bus who is crying and you don't you, ca- you don't have enough courage to ask them mm. if they are okay. Don't be that individualistic. And you should be a bit lonely so that you can uh, learn yourself about yourself more because when you're not lonely when you're surrounded by other people um you'd never get the chance to learn about yourself. So yeah, being lonely is not necessarily a bad thing. I mean for a mm. long term it is it it hurts. It's a bad thing, but for a short term I think it's a good thing to be lonely. Have your political opinions. Just learn about it. Don't blindly follow right, left, center, whatever it is. Don't blindly follow anyone. Follow yourself. Make your own principle. Make your own life and go through it. It's like don't 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 try don't try to follow Nietzsche. Don't try to follow mm. Aristotle. Don't try to follow Elon Musk. Uh, don't yeah. try to follow all those people because they had privileges that you and I never had. Please use your beautiful brain and realize yes. that those those people are not any better than you. And you're not any worse than them. Them, Th- exactly. You're you're all humans, you know. If we were raised in the same way, yeah, you could be that person, right? Yeah. If you were raised in the same time, you could be that person. Mm. If you were, if you went to same universities as they were privileged enough to go to, you would mm. be that person. Mm. Yes, we have different talents. That is what makes us, uh, makes us. Beautiful. I think that's a good place to end it. What do you reckon? Yes, I I think it yeah. is a good place to end. I know we went into many tangents. And th- but um, this is what we are. I'm, I'm not going to pretend uh, 
that I'm the best person or I'm like, you know, I know how to do podcast or something. I don't know how to do a podcast. We are amateurs. We're, <laughs> we're early. We're, we're early in this process. I know how to express myself in, in, in a, bi- a bit. I know how mm. to express myself. And um, yes, I, l- I like to talk. And this is our conversation. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, everybody. I'll s- we'll see you in the next one. Thank you. Thank you.